0: Visit OpenBibleNJ.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service.
1: All right, Brother Clemento will be sharing God's word today. He has been a faithful servant here with his uh, family for a long time at Open Bible. And uh, some of the first people that I served with when I um, got out of kids' ministry graduating uh, in sixth grade there, I hopped right back in and uh, served alongside them for the next six years. So uh, he has a very faithful heart and does a great job ministering to the kids. And something that my mom always said is, if you can preach to kids, you can preach to anybody. So I know he'll do a good job tonight. Brother Clemento, rest of the time is yours. All right. Thank you. I guess that's on right well, I just want to thank everybody for being here tonight. Um, C.H. Spurgeon said that the prayer meeting is the most important meeting of the week. And I believe that to be true, so I want to thank you. And I, I'd like to, in love, encourage you. Tell our brothers and sisters this is important. It'll, it'll help encourage our next pastor if he comes in and sees a bunch of people on Wednesday night. I heard, I heard an old, I, I don't remember who said this, but I heard this one said, Sunday morning shows you how popular the church is. Sunday night shows you how popular the pastor is. Wednesday night shows you how popular Jesus is. You do what you want with that, but I believe there is something to that. John chapter one and verse one. This is the first book of the Bible I ever read. It's the Gospel of John. And when I read it, I remember thinking, I can't believe anybody ever told me about this. Um. John 1-1 and I'll be reading through to verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. What we see here is Jesus Christ is the word of God. He's the living word of God. We see in verse three, he spoke the word. This is the spoken word now, and he created all things. We see in verse 13, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's the incorruptible seed. That's the word of God. Verse 14 is talking to us about, the fact that God put on flesh. He didn't become man as much as he put on flesh. He never stopped being God. He didn't stop being God and become a man. He put skin on. And that's an incredible thing that we might not think about as much as we ought to. God came down. There's a lot of false religions, a lot of counterfeits out there. None of them ever said God came down. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 read this this way. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. When the Bible says that the word of God, the scripture was given by inspiration of God, it's telling us that this was actually God breathed. This is actually God's breath. This is, this is what God had to say to man, right? It tells us that it's profitable. Well, I'll say it's how we're saved, right? It's at the very least profitable. Profitable can also mean helpful, doctrine, instruction. This Bible we have is able to teach us how to be godly wherever we go, at home, at work, in the marketplace, through health problems, through work problems, job problems. This is all we need for a life of godliness. He's, he's given us everything we need, that the man of God may be thoroughly perfect, thoroughly furnished under God, good works. This, this is all we need for the life of godliness in any circumstance of life. Um, Romans 15, 14 talks to us about the fact that God's given us this word so that we can learn about him. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. We've got great hope in Jesus Christ. We ought to be walking around glad no matter what we're going through. I remember the first time I really saw the grace of God working in someone's life like i would never seen it before. We're always, a lot of us kind of just see each other on Sundays and Wednesdays, and sometimes we'll get together for different things outside of church, but not always when someone's really going through something. And I remember Morris Johnson, who used to come here, and he's with the Lord now. I remember one time I went to his house to encourage him. I've told my family this. I've told his grandkids this. I ran into them. I told his uh, daughter this when I saw her. She's a teacher at my kid's school. I went to encourage him. He was dying of cancer. His body was ravaged with tumors. I, I, I went there thinking I was, I was going to encourage him. I came out of there encouraged. I could not believe the power of God I saw in this guy's life. He, he didn't preach, right? He, he didn't point you know, point and yell. He, just the joy, the gladness, the, the unbelievable. There's no way that this is happening without God. And that ought to be said in our own lives when we go through things. I, I believe that with all my heart. I believe that's how people will most see Christ through us. Because they'll realize when they go through difficulty, they wish they had what we have. And the Holy Spirit's powerful. And he wants to do that kind of work in our life. Um, Ephesians 2.10 tells us, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God had foreordained that we should walk in them. God set out all these works in front of us to walk in. Psalm 119, 105 tells us that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word will show us where to go in life, where not to go in life. He's going to show us what decisions to make, what decisions not to make. It's all we need is the word of God. And, and I want to show you something. Jesus Christ in John twenty one tells Peter what's most important. In, in John twenty one, fifteen through seventeen, here's what the Lord says twenty one. So when they dined, when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Jesus tells him three times, feed God's people. That's what we need is the word of God. We don't need less of it. We need more of it. We need more of God's word. The more time we spend in it, the more we realize we need it more. Because we see him, and in light of that, we see us. And I know the closer I get to him, the more ugly my sin nature becomes to me. And he tells me to be holy for I am holy. How in God's name are we going to be holy if we're not reading God's word? We, we can't. It's an impossibility. We can fake it, but eventually you're going to, you're going to run out of strength. You're going to wither. Colossians 3.16 tells us, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Um, Let the word of Christ dwell in your heart richly. That's really settling down. That's really its going to need some room to do that. Let me ask you, do we have room for that in our heart? Or does Jesus get like a little corner? Can he get comfortable and do what he wants to do in there? Or is it like, you're here, Jesus, and all this is kind of my deal right here? Because that's, that's not what this is referring to. To really dwell in our hearts richly, in you richly, in all wisdom, in your hearts. It, it, it says it over again. We need to make room in our hearts. We, we all need, the Bible tells us to examine ourselves and see whether we're in the faith. It tells us to search our hearts and see what's going on in there. We need to examine ourselves, do some evaluation, and see what's important in our hearts. We do that if we love Him. This is a, it's a sin-cursed world, and going through there we get dirty. We do, we do. It happens to all of us. Um, Luke eleven twenty eight. 28. A woman comes to Jesus and she says to him how blessed he is. Uh, blessed, you know, blessed are the paps which thou hast sucked, she says to him. Eleven twenty-eight. And here's what Jesus says in uh, eleven twenty eight. But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Keep means to obey. He's not talking about, blessed are you if you have a Bible. You know the danger of going to a good church? That you go to a good church and you think because we think because we got a good pastor and, you know, we got open Bible as our name, right? That that's going to carry us somewhere. That's dangerous. We need to be the people of the book. You know, that's what they used to call Christians in the early church, the people of the book. That's a testimony right there. Let me tell you something. What to God that he would call, people would call us the people of the book Titus 2, 11 through 15. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify in himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. This is what Paul is telling Titus. Uh, Verse 11. The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. That's Jesus Christ himself. He is the grace of God that brings salvation. Um, if we're going to be obeying what he is teaching in verse 11, we're going to be living in verse 12, verse 12 and verse 13. He says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. If we're obeying 11, Right? Verse 12 tells us denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly. Let me just stop here real quick. There's a lot going on in the world right now. If you turn on the news, if you're a news watcher, you see a lot of problems. Israel right now, there's there's a lot happening in the world. Um, You see a lot of banners, right? We see rainbow banners. We see banners with fists. Let me tell you something the world cannot hijack the rainbow my father puts his banner higher he puts it in the heaven my bow i do set in the clouds they can try to hijack it all they want his is established in righteousness the fist his banner over me is love everywhere i go i know he loves me it's like there's a banner over all of our heads when we trust christ we all not live in this world in fear. We all not live in this world like like we don't have a a reason to exist. He, he's given our lives purposed. Hebrews 11:6 Hebrews 11 six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Ephesians 2.8.9 tells us, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's the gift of God. Listen, all good gifts are directly linked to Jesus Christ. There's nothing good in this world unless it's linked to Christ. And we got a sure word. We know that if it does not agree with this book, it's false. He's the truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Romans ten seventeen tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our faith is formed, right? When we're saved, incorruptible seed, right? Precious seed we read throughout the Bible. This is what saves us. And as we spend time in it, our faith is formed and it grows. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we hear it, it grows within us. It's it's like if we don't work out, this is like our weight room. If we don't work out, we're not going to be strong. We're we're not going to be what he has for us to be. He wants us to live victorious. This word purifies us. John 8:29 And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus Christ says for I do always those things that please him. Hebrews 11.6 tells us, But without faith it is impossible to please him. Jesus Christ walked in perfect faith every day of his life. He, he did that to show us the way. How do, we, we have to walk in faith. Sometimes we think he's God and he is God. But let's remember he was a man too. And he came and he walked by faith. Jesus had to pray. Jesus read his Bible. God had to read the Bible. I know. It sounds strange, but he did. And that verse in Hebrews uh, says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I look that word up, diligently, because we hear words sometimes and we think, oh, yeah, diligent is to work hard. You know, you got to be real diligent. Well, here it means to search out. I like this, to investigate or to worship. The more you investigate Jesus Christ, the more you're going to love him. I know a lot of people say, to know me is to love me. That's only true with Jesus Christ. To know him is to love him, and the more you know him, the more you want to know more of him. I've never heard anybody ever say, I wish I didn't know Jesus so well. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that. Um, Hebrews 4.15 For we have not in high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Listen to this, tempted in every way, and yet the enemy could find no chink in his armor. He was walking in perfect faith. We're told by Paul in Ephesians 6 to put on the whole armor of God. We're told in Romans 13 to put on Christ. Why? Because he's Alpha and Omega. He that begun a good work in you shall complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's the author of our salvation. Do you you remember when Moses held up the staff and he said, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord? When I was little, I used to always think, Man, Moses is amazing. I was so missing it. It's Jesus Christ. Listen to this again Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I looked that word salvation up. It's Yeshua. Stand still and watch Jesus work. That, that's basically what he's saying. <laughs> Unbelievable. These Hebrews are scared. And Moses says, look at Jesus. The man, the man who held this stick in the woods, or in the wilderness, looking over sheep. God turned it into the rod of God. Put it in God's hand. Watch what he does. They had nowhere to turn. They were trapped, essentially, butted up against the water. And Moses' counsel is, look at Jesus. Well, I can't do any better than that. So, let's spend more time looking at Jesus. Let's give more of our hearts time to the things of the kingdom. Let's give more of our heart's time to the things of the Lord that are going to cause us to grow. There's nothing like being around other Christians and talking about Jesus Christ. I can't do that at work with people who don't know him. But when I do that with Christians, it's like a taste of heaven. It is. I can talk about football with anybody. I can talk about you name it. They want to people want to talk about their show and when we talk about Jesus, something is going on. And I believe God's very pleased with it. So we'll close in prayer. Oops, Father, we want to thank you for your grace and for your goodness to us. I'm so glad that Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins. I'm so thankful that we can come to you boldly, Lord. You told us to come boldly to your throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and grace in our time of need. Lord, we're needy right now. This country's needy. This church, we're needy right now. But we trust you're in control of it all. With all my heart, I believe you're working this all together for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. I believe, Lord, that you are gonna do great things in the coming days because you're faithful and there are those here who love you and want to see you do work in their lives and the lives of those around them. And so, Lord, I pray you'd you'd help us to pursue you in a greater way. I pray you'd help us, Lord, to love you more like you love us. Lord, I know we'll never be perfected until we're with you that day, but Lord, that we'd strive to walk in holiness that that wouldn't be a far-off, lofty word, but that would be part of our character and our conduct and our pursuit. And I'll thank you for it, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.